We are back in the AFS podcast studio today with Devin, and it's been a while since we've had Devin in here. Actually, the last time we had him was the end of Harvest, and he kind of gave us a recap of what we saw last year in 2021. And now we have him that he is not delivering seed right? and treating seed, right? that he has a little bit of a chance to come in with us today and talk about what he saw this spring, uh, what's currently happening with crops and what's going to be coming up. Devin, what did you see, given we had a later spring Mm -hmm. than kind of has been tradition, um, did we see any issues with that? And it looks like to me, we've caught up. Yeah, I think that's a good question. And it's always interesting because uh, while it did seem late to us this year relative to uh, what we had in the last two years, which were really dry, and I would say early springs. Um, this is really probably more normal, and a lot of guys will say that. Now, that being said, typically, since I've been working here since 2009 or 2009, um, I would say we usually do get an opportunity to put more of our corn in the ground in April than what we had this year. Certainly, there, was a, there were a few operations that were able to, uh, to get a little bit in in April, but um, the first week of May, we had a bad forecast, uh, conditions weren't really fit, and I started getting phone calls about, hey, what do I do with my, uh, with my 111 day, my 113 day corn? What do you got for options? And, and, and I hate those phone calls. Uh, and guys, nobody wants to switch. We all like to go with plan A. Um, but this year, getting that first week of May and the outlook just was not good, um, I started to get a, a few of those phone calls. And one thing that just amazes me is the psychology of sunshine. Um, the days that I would get those phone calls, it was dreary, it was uh, cool, it just didn't feel good. Maybe a couple of days later in that week, the sun pops out. It's amazing. I mean, everybody. We feel like we can uh, we can tackle the world. I was always grateful for those sunny days because it just it just from a psychology standpoint it just it really has a good impact. In my long-winded intro here, I'll just say um, no. I don't think we had any um, any real issues with the uh, the planting date outside of you know it made us nervous as we were getting to the tenth and uh, and very few wheels have turned. But I would say. Around that 7th, 8th, 9th of May, we started getting a good, um, wheels started turning. And in there, we had some 90 degree days, uh, approaching 100 degree days after uh, a good chunk of the corn was in the ground. And for the most part, we had very quick emergence. Previous year, we were planting around the middle part of April. A lot of that seed laid in the ground for three weeks. We were planting around the first week of May or later, you know, even the beginning of the second week of May this year. A lot of that ground popped up in a week or less. Now we've come to some cool stretches here and, and some of it's maybe didn't emerge quite as fast as, as uh, uh, maybe that early planted stuff. Overall, everybody I've talked to and the stuff I've looked at, guys are happy, stands are looking pretty good uh, in terms of where we uh, are with relation to quote unquote normal. Um, we're probably ahead of the game. Uh, we're behind last year a little bit, but we're, uh, old, but not by much. And you know what, last year we talked about, we did the same podcast last year and time-wise, and we talked about how emergence was so uneven and, you know, things were coming up, but it was, 
you know, spotty and, and a little bit more uneven. This year, it seems like emergence has been great. Me and all the other 60 mile an hour agronomists think it looks good. Right. You know, we're not out in the field um, seeing it as close up, but crops look a lot better this year than last year, even with the later planting date, just because of that emergence. Yeah. So now that things are up and it seems like staging is, they're growing very fast. Stages are changing very quickly. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing happening now? So uh, one thing I'll just say that I guess I maybe forgot in my intro, and this wasn't related to the planting date per se, but really the only challenge that uh, that I've seen thus far, um, over Memorial Day weekend, we just had tremendous wind. And uh, some of the bean fields that uh, were rolled had less residue, um, had some sandblasting effect. The uh, There was some replanting uh, just in the area in pockets where those were most uh, heavily hit. So I just wanted to put that comment in there in terms of any challenges that we've seen. Where we're at right now, to your question, um, we're, we're in that V4 stage, V5 stage of corn. We're, for beans, we're probably one to two trifoliates. I honestly haven't been in a bean field here in the last couple of days, but we're probably right in that uh, range for a lot of the fields. The thing that I always think of this time of year with regard to corn is uh, we're getting close to the ugly corn phase. Um, sometimes that lasts for several days to a week. Sometimes it doesn't last very long. It all depends on sunshine, um, just environmental conditions and such. But basically the, the nutrient source for that uh, corn plant is transitioning into the root system. And it just, again, there's a stretch where we have that un- ugly corn syndrome and we're coming up on that. So that's one thing, but again, everything really looks pretty good not a lot of pressure i know a lot of guys are out spraying their uh, weeds right now in corn maybe wrapping that up and uh, with regard to corn again once we get into the v5 stage we we kind of start to enter that rapid growth syndrome or i shouldn't say rapid growth syndrome but uh, the corn just grows really fast and um, sometimes you'll see some white uh, leaves that emerge just because uh, they're emerging so fast um, they don't really even have, they, the chlorophyll doesn't even hardly keep up. So that's, that's not very many plants, but you'll see just kind of scattered little white, uh, leaves, uh, through a field. Um, that's, that's once we get into that really rapid growth phase, which will be here before we know it. Yeah. It sounds like temperatures next week. It's a hot and humid after we get through this weekend with a little bit of rain. Yep. Perfect conditions, a little bit of moisture, and then some heat just with the corn wants. And yeah. it's going to take advantage and shoot off. So yeah, might be seeing some of that yeah. this year compared to last year. Yeah. The thing that's interesting to me, um, just as a sidebar note, is man, has it been windy. It just seems like we've been battling that for a lot of the days this spring, more so than normal. Um, however, we did have a nice stretch here uh, where guys got a lot of their corn sprayed. So that, that was good. Quick note on this, just timing wise, we are hitting that dicamba deadline for beans um, for Minnesota. That is on Sunday, mm-hmm. June 12th. And then for Iowa growers, that's going to be next Monday, the 20th. You know, like Devin was just saying, we we're seeing lots of wind. And yeah. so, Devin, what do you recommend to people given the late season of planting and where, where beans are at and given the potential for maybe some wind and not getting out there and moisture this weekend? Um, what would you recommend if somebody was planning on doing dicamba and they can't get it in because of the deadline? Oh, that's a good question. I would say talk to your uh, your chemical agronomist and see what uh, what options you have. But I do know that guys have been um, 
Uh, some people have uh, sprayed um, their dicamba ahead of the deadline uh, here already. So it's maybe earlier than what they would normally do. I guess I, just in general terms, I would say uh, it's, it's nice to uh, layer your residuals over each other. Um, and, you know, seldom are guys uh, disappointed for, uh, for spraying early, um, you know, to stay in front of those weeds. So I would work with their uh, chemical agronomist to, uh, to get the right program in place with that and, uh, and, and generally err on the side of uh, layering those residuals. Uh, overlapping them a little bit is, is not typically a bad thing. And um, yeah, that'd be kind of my, my broad comment there. Now that we kind of talked about where we are currently, what we what's already happened, past and present, what are you seeing coming up given the you know the weather forecast, where we're at, and you know, maybe some insect trends that we saw last year? Um, what are you predicting in your magic ball over there right. for the next couple of weeks and maybe into the next month? Yeah, predictions are always tough. Uh, but I would say, generally speaking, uh, there'll be some, uh, you know, corn rootworm is something that we deal with uh, around here. Um, those hatches will be uh, starting to occur um, later on in June. You know, a, a nice, um, I guess I'll just say, uh, signal to that is lightning bugs. Um, they have uh, similar uh, heat units with which they are about to, uh, to come. Uh, they typically uh, coincide, so that's one good signal. That's one thing I guess to keep an eye on. We had a little more um, rootworm pressure uh, last year, so we'll we'll try and see. I can say that within my agency, um, I had a lot more guys try to um, put uh, just triple corn, maybe on acres that they'd normally use uh, doubles, just to kind of break the cycle a little bit more with um, uh, with what traits were on rotated acres. Um, so there was that um, some. Some guys maybe had some long-term corn-on-corn uh, rotated a field or two to beans. So rootworm is certainly something that's on uh, guys' uh, radar screen, and they're trying to take steps to manage that. But those those bugs will start to be um, uh, coming out here later in, on in June. I did see a comment just in the note that we had with uh, uh, some of the cover crops in the area. Maybe there was some more uh, armyworm, true armyworm uh uh, that were showing up on uh, some of those acres. And um, I have personally seen that, but uh, with more cover crops coming, maybe that's something that will be on our radar a little bit uh, as well. We talked about some insect pressure, any disease pressure, uh, molds, rusts, that kind of thing that people should be scouting here in the next two to three weeks? That's a good question. Typically, I really don't see a lot of uh, disease pressure till probably around that tassel time. And and honestly, most of the disease I feel like shows up on corn plants, that is, during um, even after tassel. Um, so I would say we've, we've probably got a little bit of a time before uh, those are going to be showing up to any significant degree. Uh, the ones that are uh, issues in our area. I do know I had a meeting earlier this year on tar spot. Um, that's one that is kind of new on on the horizon for us here. And um, that's one I'll be keeping an eye out for. But that northern leaf blight, gray leaf spot, rust, a lot of those corn leaf diseases are going to be tassel or a little bit later is when I would expect to see them. So not a lot on the corn front. Um, beans are kind of hard to see much right now. They're just they're just small. 
and um, there's there's not much to them. And we'll probably be a little later in the canopy before many diseases start showing up there too, I would guess. And I'll probably stand you and get you back in the studio before we hit those stages. So stay tuned for that. We'll get a an update um, from Devin on what he's seeing out there in the field. Yeah. Before I let you go, yep. I want to let listeners know that Devin has been very active in getting some weekly updates out there for you. So it's something Devin and I are going to be working on. Uh, those will be coming in the form of video, maybe some shorter podcasts, a five-minute podcast here or there if it's just a bunch of talking, because we're both good at that. Sure. And um, we're going to be having, yes, and we're going to be having some just graphics showing you what uh, growing degree days are doing compared to history and that kind of stuff, because sometimes we typically tend to remember the good and the bad, the really good and the really bad and not the normal. Mm-hmm. And so from what I'm hearing from a lot of agronomists, what I'm hearing from a lot of farmers is this year tends to be just a typical year, whatever that may be. Those are hard to define though. Yes. Yes. So people are kind of going, well, this is odd because you don't remember the typical. You remember the really good. You remember the really bad. And when it's normal, you're kind of like, wait a second. So Devin's been doing a really good job of getting me information and I will, as you say, pretty it up. And we'll be getting that out to you. And that will be on Devin's website page within AFS. So if you have questions on how to get there, you can reach out to Devin and he will assist you in navigating that location. Mm-hmm. And, and thanks to Michelle because uh, um, she gives me nice little reminders that I need to uh, send that information. So I, it's always good to get those. <laughs> yes, I, I do have a tendency to do that. Um, anything that you would like listeners to know as a little bit of a wrap up here as we close out this podcast? No, I would just say that um, my own emotions went from a little bit of anxiety as we were getting close to uh, the 10th of May without much activity going to um, just a, a flurry of activity. And it's amazing. We, we get things done in a hurry. You know, when we get a window... Uh, as an industry in this area of the world, we do things fast. And um, now sitting back, uh, I guess a month later, it's like, wow, a lot happened and the crop is off to the races. And uh, hopefully the weather cooperates um, and we get to, uh, um, I guess, realize our potential. But uh, my summary comments would just be, uh, I'm happy where how, how things have gone overall and uh, where we're at at this point. It was an odd season as the wife on the other side of the table. It was like, is this ever going to get going? Yep. Is it ever going to get going? And then when it went, it was like, oh, that was really fast. It was. And now we're into spray season. Everybody's, you know, trying to get that done. It's very optimistic this year, which is nice compared to last year. I think Devin, along with other agronomists, will be more willing to come do podcasts because it's not the Debbie Downer of we got no rain. We got a lot of heat. We were really dry the last two years, but we yielded well at the end of the day in, in most cases. But yeah, it was hard. It was a lot of times in the previous two years, we were just um, maybe amazed at what uh, what the crops could do uh, with the moisture that we had and uh, realizing we've got really good water holding capacity in, in some of these soils that we didn't think maybe was there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, this year we've had a little bit better moisture so far and hopefully hopefully the, it's still amazing the weather is still a, a huge driver it's the main driver of uh, what we get 
Yep. And I think it speaks, as you were talking about yields, even when it was bad, I think that speaks to the technology of Pioneer and the team of a seed salesman and an agronomist working together to create that, as you talked about a little earlier, that chemical portfolio of what's best. Mm -hmm. And just where the technology has come in agriculture, it's Mm -hmm. leaps and bounds, and it's still continuing. Oh, lots of innovation. Uh, Devin will be back probably in another month or so when we get to some new, new stages that we got something more to talk about. And stay tuned to his little weekly updates of what he's seeing out in the field, little five-minute caps of the first one you did was on sand counts and what we saw with the the wind and the sandblasted beans. So that will be a source for you guys to get information on a weekly basis. And then the podcast will be a little bit more broad spectrum, month, every two months, something like that. Yeah. Whenever I can catch him and get him in the chair. So when you can find me. Yep. Thanks, Devin, for coming in. And as always, you can reach out to Devin or your AFS agronomist at any time. Very good. Thank you.